Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Balloon Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and you are here for a very special variant edition of our 52-year journey through film. This is not coming to you on a Friday. No, this is uh, this is Sunday. What the fuck? Why? Well, because we're doing one every single day this week. 1994 is a big fucking year for movies, and of course, throughout this week, I'll be joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. I am also joined by Aurora Carter. What's up? What's up? How you doing? Yeah, that's razzle-dazzle this. I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm very excited to talk this movie. Uh, We're kicking off a very big week in movies. Uh, We're talking the year 1994, which just had too many bangers. For it to be limited to just Friday. Uh, in fact, we had seven movies, one for each this each day this week, uh, lined up. And we're starting the week off with The Lion King. Uh, and it's just... I don't know that there's a movie that makes me not more nostalgic, but just, like, reminds me more purely of my childhood. Mm. Like... It's just, A, I, I watched this movie a ton when I was a kid, and I haven't, I haven't watched the animated version in years up to, up to this point. Uh, so, like, as I was watching this, I was just getting hit with nostalgia bomb after nostalgia bomb. Uh, I, I absolutely fucking love it. I mean, just the opening, you know. You're thrown straight in. You hear that absolutely. song, and it's just like, oh, I'm right back. I'm six years I'm right old back. again. You know, like... <laughs> I've, 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 I know yeah. what goes down in this movie. We all know what happens here, but exactly. like, I don't care. It's that good. I'll watch it five hundred more times again. So oh, it's fan- it's fantastic. Let me let me lay the groundwork real quick. Released on June twenty fourth, nineteen ninety four. Uh, written by Irene Mechie, Jonathan Roberts, Linda Wolverton, Bernie Mattinson, Lorna Cook, Tom Enriquez, and Andy Gaskill. Along with Gary Trousdale, this had a lot of writers. Uh, Damn. Damn. A lot of writers. Wow, the writing credits go on for fucking ever here. That's a that's a you know big project. You know, uh, especially when you're taking the story from Hamlet, directed by Roger Allers and Rob Minkoff. Um, this is a good fucking movie and uh, fucking beautiful. I haven't watched it mm. in uh, such a long time that like I. Last time I watched it, I, w- I wasn't appreciating the animation as much as I do now. Mm. And holy shit, this mu- this movie is fucking beautiful. It holds up, like, extraordinarily well. Yeah, I don't know, like, it's so weird to say that, like, a, an animated movie is, like a, like, a big mark for, like, visual effects and, 
and stuff like that. But this movie had a lot of things that were kind of groundbreaking at the time for animation and mm. visual effects. Like there was a shot where I think it was Mufasa and Simba. Like Mufasa was just like up on top, you know, looking out in the morning. Like Simba just woke him up. Um, and and then the camera legitimately just pans and like circles around them and goes like, like that just hasn't happened before, like in animation. Like, right. uh, and it was just like, you know, people in the movie theaters were like, like the camera's moving in an animated movie, you know, like that was like something that was crazy. And like, like the, the visual, like, I don't know, all the fire, like everything just looks super beautiful and vibrant, like in this mm. movie. And, oh, isn't like, it funny when like animated movies back then, when a the camera moves, it seems like they just going like this, like subtly, like it just the shadows and stuff just looks weird. They just. Like yeah, you know, it lo- it looks like it's computer generated, you mm-hmm. know, and uh I I think to a degree it's uh you know, we we've seen so we've seen some pretty amazing animation modernly just because of the way technology has evolved, but mm-hmm. for a movie that came out almost 30 years ago, this is fucking beautiful. You know, I mm-hmm. think uh there's there's one that comes like 5 years before this, The Little Mermaid, that uh also had some pretty beautiful animation, but I don't think like it's, it's, it's even quite to the level that the Lion King is at, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, I mean, shit, Toy Story comes a year later and obviously that's Pixar and they're doing a whole other thing in terms of innovating animation. But, uh, I mean, let's face it, Toy Story is just not nearly as well animated as Lion King is. Um, like this is all hand drawn, you know, like everything you see. Is pretty Everything much hand light touches has been drawn. That's <laughs> it. Just boggles my mind that like there are people that were just sitting there drawing these frame by frame by frame. Like it's just in how they can keep the look of every character's face so consistent and like, man, I don't know. That just it. It's so crazy. Like when you just have a a camera you know, a person that you're filming, you don't have to worry about that. You know, it's just like you're capturing what you got. Um, and like, yeah, there's ways to make that beautiful, but like, this is from scratch. You are making everything. It's a blank canvas. And and like, uh, I don't know, like it just animated movies are kind of like, if they're this impactful are like more beautiful to me than like, a, I don't know, like just a very well-made film because like, this is from the ground floor. Like, you don't like the Godfather. You don't have like an Al Pacino or a Marlon Brando to stare at. You know, like uh, that's just, that's e- that's just there already. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously the performances are fantastic, but like, the, right, I, I don't but know. You're, I, not, I you're love... not looking at James Earl Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you're not looking at Matthew Broderick, uh, which I couldn't I couldn't fucking believe that. Uh, Matthew Broderick, like, given that this was the first time I'd watched the animated the animated version of this movie in years, um, I was shocked to find that I actually recognized a lot more of the voices than I uh, than I had previously in my life because I just never gave a shit about that prior to the age I've come to and watching it now. Like, had no idea Matthew Broderick was Simba. Uh, that was not something that was not something I was incredibly aware of. And as soon as Simbo spoke as a grown man, I was like, you're fucking kidding me. That is Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't know it until uh, I checked the IMDb page. I just didn't even think about it. I just knew that as like Simba's voice, like mm-hmm. in my head, you know, 
and then I I pull up the IMDb page for every pod, and like oh, I yeah, was like, too. I was like, whoa! I, when I looked at the cast, I'm like, wow! That I, I don't know. It, okay, hmm. I know people gonna look at me and be like, what Aurora saying that? But with the the 2019 remake and about the character voices and stuff like that, I think not Childish Gambino, not him. But I think Beyonce's voice was a little too familiar for me. Like, I couldn't see Nala. It was like, that's why when he was like, you know, when she was like, Nala? I was like, Beyonce? <laughs> like, Beyonce? Beyonce? <laughs> that's, it. That, that's interesting, because I wonder if people, like, in 94, mm-hmm. could only hear, like, Ferris Bueller, you know? Or, like, was Ferris Bueller out at this point? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I had been for okay, a good yeah. 10 years. So, like, but, uh, I wonder if... Like it's just the uh, the product of the time, yeah. you know. Because like this it, one, we knew we knew all those people that were in there. It is really really interesting, mm. uh, just because there's also the fact that I don't think there's ever been a voice actor for any project ever that is as famous or iconic as Beyonce. So, uh, like, I'm right there with you. When I was watching the remake, I was like, I mean, that's Beyonce. She's got like one of the most distinct voices I've ever heard in yeah, my like, life, and. When when she said lions, like are you with me, lions? I was about to start doing run the world. I was like, yeah, I'm about to be busting in this movie. Like I just right. couldn't. It was just so hard, and you know I'm such a stan. But I just like mm, like Janelle Monae or somebody else, something like it's just too. I don't know. It's the, see, she sound like a lion from Houston, Texas. I was like, yeah, you know, like. It was good, but I was just like, oh, like even Whoopi Goldberg. You know, like that was like, that was kind I, of my yeah. thing. Watching this movie here, like in in a critical lens, mm-hmm. I was like, so this 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 African lion, these African lions are voiced by Matthew Broderick, the whitest man you know, and uh, and Moira Kelly, uh, the mom from uh, fucking One Tree Hill. Uh, and like no shade, you know, they did, they did do fantastic in their voices I've grown up with, but it's like, it's just really just like, Oh man. All right. That's why like, when you Hmm. look at the cast, like, I don't know. Is there like how many black actors was other than Rafiki, um, Mufasa and the, the mom, I forgot her name. Rafiki Chenzi is Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. Um, Mufasa's James Earl Jones yes. and Young Nala is 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 a black woman. Looks like Young Simba uh, wasn't black. Saribi, Sarabi, Sarabi was Sarabi. was Madge Sinclair, black actress. That's the only other one that I'm. And then Young Simba either. was a white boy named Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No mm-hmm. way, Young Simba was white. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he yeah. That man has some seasoning in him. What? What? Can y'all hear the rumbling above me? No. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure. I'm in my sub-basement. You can hear every step some people take in this house when I'm down. Mm. That's why I be beating y'all every 25 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, but... uh... No, that's that was, like, the only gripe I had with the movie. And, you know, it's also, like, it's 1994 and... We've gotten we've gotten a lot better about representation, and I think that was like a large part of the spirit in which the Lion King remake mm. was made for. You know, I think uh, 
I thought people kind of focused way too much on the fact that it was a live action remake. And it's like, nah, I think they're, they're finally doing right by the Lion King, like probably what it should have been. Mm. Uh, he was singing, a black guy was singing for Simba. That makes mm. a lot of That's sense. What, okay. I knew I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. No one says do this. No one says mm. be there. <laughs> now that's this is el- this is also an interesting film along our along our journey because I believe this marks our first musical. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Which is uh it won't be the last either. I've got a couple throughout the throughout the list that I think I want to hit at some point, but uh it, it'll be this this determines how we handle musicals going forward in terms of like how we want to discuss like the music that was in it, what was our favorite songs, like want to go mm-hmm. one by one and kind of just be like this is my favorite song from the movie. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm down. Would you, be, would you be down for that? Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, like, I'll, I'll go first. Nostalgically, I mean, Akuna Matata is only, always going to hit different just because, like, that's the one that, if you're five, that stuck with you. <laughs> um, it means no worries for the rest of my days. Fuck yeah. All right. I buy that. Um, but upon, like, upon watching this again, I was like, you know. Just can't wait to be king goes crazy. Mm. I was crazy. I was like, that's that's a good ass song. Um and, and like it also like the animation during the, the songs obviously becomes much more music video style as opposed to the uh the uh the whole the whole just normal animation throughout the movie. But uh like I, I really fucked with Just Can't Wait to Be King and I think it really gives you a good a good image of young Simba going forward in a struggle that he inevitably will encounter. Mm. But uh yeah, I think that mm. prevails as my favorite song from this movie. It is a classic. You know, all of these are like classics though, is For the thing. Real. Like like every single one is so good. If I had to pick one favorite, I mean it's the opener. It's the circle of life. Mm. Um I don't know. It's just like just a good song like in general, like just outside of the movie too. And it's like the whole, you know, holding it's up Simba for the first time. You know, like, it's like the beautiful moment. You know, you just see all of Africa, every animal. Yeah, let's paint the scene here. Close your eyes. We get a really good image of Africa right now. You just see all the the elephants, the the zebras, the giraffes. All, all of them drop into a knee. I, I thought you were going to continue singing, and we were going to. But that's okay. That's that's cool. I went as far as I could. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I applaud you for, for doing what you did. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Eating Circle of Life would be in uh... my pajamas, eating ramen mm. in my pajamas, mm. <laughs> logging on to see all my followers. <laughs> nah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> but f- this was also the first time I'd watched this movie uh, with the context of really knowing what Hamlet is. Um, I hadn't. I'd never been familiar with the actual the the work by Shakespeare. Hamlet mm-hmm. uh when I was when I was a very small child obviously um I wasn't out here reading sonnets when I was 6 but uh you know now that in high school I took a I took a couple of theater classes and we read some Hamlet and stuff and it's like oh yeah that's like exactly what this is huh <laughs> I think wait is it my turn to do like favorite song yeah oh yes absolutely okay. I think Moss will be Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Mm. It's just something about that, like, when he, be, it's just something about, like, 
how you just have Timon and Puma start it and end it. It's so stupid because why are you even there? Like, right. Like, when he be like, like he ends it with like, there's elders in the earth. It is so stupid. I, I can't oh, no. really choose between. Uh, it's so hard because the introduction, like Joseph said, is so fucking iconic. And then a wimble web, a wimble web, a It's just so, it's just so. Can you feel the love tonight? I'll, I'll stick with that. Mm, ooh, that was just a good song too. Lion sleeps tonight. I love that. A wimble a wimble a wimble a wimble I like how they did that in the remake though. The remake was so good. How they had all the animals. This a wimble web. It was so stupid. Yeah. They had a lot. They had an opportunity to go a lot more crazy with some of these songs in the remake, though, because like mm-hmm. they they have the benefit of knowing like just what bangs, and then you also bring in the musical talent of Beyonce, <laughs> and Childish Gambino, and all these motherfuckers, and you're like, okay, well, they're gonna know what sounds right. You know, <laughs> I'm going to see mm. something else that's hurting my heart. Now, can you feel the love tonight? Wasn't bad with Childish Gambino, Beyonce was not bad. Childish Gambino did his thing. He was like, you know, like the peace the evening brings. But you bring Beyonce into it, <laughs> and you got runs, growls, vibratos, crescendo, diminuendos. I'm like, all right. Like he even said it. I forgot what talk show it was. He said I was recording it in Asia because I was on a different continent, and I and I heard Beyonce recorded first. How was I supposed to like live up to that? How am I supposed to do this? <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Like, it was just like, oh man! <laughs> and see, that's like, it's really, really bold uh, to put a singer like Beyonce in your movie uh, because ain't nobody else gonna do that. Um, it's it's like with animated movies and uh, and the singers that they usually go with in Disney. It's really interesting to like because I've seen this discussion bubble up a lot around Encanto. I don't know if you guys have watched that yet, the Disney animated Encanto. Amazing, yes. Oh, fucking amazing. Fucking Absolutely amazing. love it. Mm-hmm. But uh people like, I saw people complaining about like a uh, gosh, don't you miss when Disney had actual singers play play the parts. Because like and I think their example was Adina Menzel as Elsa in Frozen and it's like I think it adds a very, uh, like, a ton of heart to a character whenever I hear them sing a song that I am also confident I could probably sing all right. You know, like, in terms of, like, a, like, just kind of an everyman song. Like, this should be appealing to everybody. That's kind of what I'm going for here. I'm not, I'm not going to belt let it go. You know, I know I'm not going to do that. It's just not something I'm capable of. <laughs> I cannot talk about Bruno. I can, I can do that. Mm. But, uh... <laughs> That's but, good. Uh, like, I can so, so when it comes to like a live action Lion King, you got a singer like Beyonce, and it's like nobody's gonna touch Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just listening to the Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And like, yeah, you just hear Beyonce, like just all See? the per like the inflections, like everything, she's just hitting everything perfectly. And then like, I mean, Donald Glover, you gotta love the guy, but like he just sounds like so bland just because of how like killing it beyonce's doing it like in the moment and like yeah. oh like but... it's the part in case you feel love tonight we should say lies too and then she'd be like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh. god damn like 
Ain't it supposed to be both of us together? Figuring right. It tonight, you all the way in 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 the morning, like, like it was just. Now was uh was Moira Kelly the the singer for Nala in the in the original Lion King as well? I don't know if they were the same singers. I now that that oh uh, we got we got know. some singing voice. They had some good here. matches. If they wasn't the Lion King had good matches with the top as young Nala or old Nala, uh, older Nala. Sally mm. Dworsky is who it says is the singing voice for Nala. God, it's a shame that these singing voices went uncredited. Mm. That's damn. Could I be the wow. big yeah, the big like such a big part of the movie? Exactly. Right. That's what I was saying. Damn. <laughs> I'm trying to see if uh like because there was one singer. There, there's only one character in this who sings. Really? Or, or a couple. Timon and Pumbaa do theirs. And then Scar. <laughs> Jeremy Irons is Scar. I love that it. man. Oh, I love Jeremy Irons. And I know, Joe, you just, you're fresh off of Watchmen a few weeks back. Mm. Jeremy Irons, the voice of Scar, is our, uh, is Adrian Veidt in that. Oh. Um, is he yeah. also, um, he was also, um, he's Alfred in the DCE. Alfred, yeah, yep. And he also played in my favorite childhood movie, Aragon. So I was like, I'm, I love that man. I love no, that Jeremy man. Irons is a legend. Yes. And like him singing his scar, like this, there's like the, there's that one part in the song, in the, in, in his performance where like they, they like do the whole fascist imagery where the, be prepared. Yeah. Part. Yeah. That song goes fucking brazy. Uh, and like you can tell that's Jeremy Irons. Like they didn't they didn't switch anything up there. He was he was performing that shit. Um how how did you like the um um twelve years a slave guy? Well, I forgot his name. I forgot his name, but when he did be prepared, because in the twenty nineteen he actually did it kind of like it it actually came off like scar like. I mean like evil. It wasn't just like singing, he was aggressive mean oh yeah like yeah like he he sounded evil like i I, that's one thing about you know jeremy iron scar it's like he doesn't sound evil he sounds like 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 i'll find my workaround yeah like a a sly sly guy Mm -hmm. yeah yeah nah but question was he born with the scar or did he he adapted the scar later on and then so like then his name wasn't always scar no do we know his like his name? Like uh, there before? was a, a, a actual <laughs> yeah. like canon thing, but I can't remember. Was Scar's name always Scar? Turns out Scar. Was I think his name is Taka. 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 Yeah. Taka. Meaning garbage. It means garbage. Waste or that's what Taka translates to is garbage. I got waste or desire. And then Mufasa meaning king. Damn. Man, they weren't fucking with Scar <laughs> from the get-go. They wasn't. Jeez. Well, you gotta think about it. That's why he's so frail, because in Pride, it's like the, the alpha one is the one that gets all the food. True. Right. And Nala and Simba, you know, being together, making that baby at the end is incest. Because Nala's Simba's sister. Yeah, the whole, like, I never, like, <laughs> considered that until I was watching it this time. But I was like, wait. Hold the fuck up, cause he, cause the Zazu, that's the bird, right? Yeah, Zazu. Shit, I guess animals uh, just goes, be doing. You guys sense. will be married. You guys will be married, cause it's a gen, it's a, uh, it's a tradition that 
you know, spans back generations. And I'm like, wait, between like, <laughs> wait. Well I, well, I guess like in the animal kingdom, like it's not, it's not that uncommon, right? No, yeah, because they even go, ew, we'll have to be married. That's my friend. <laughs> like, yeah. I never even thought about this ever. Like every animal, like every animal, like all of them, no way they're thinking about incest. They're just doing it. Yeah. You know, they just like doing it. Yeah, we're we're the only ones that think it's weird because we have a a conscious we have developed thinking. Yeah, we've yes, <laughs> we have developed thought. They're like grandma um, antelope looking kind of thick over there. Hold up, man! I, wow, I never <laughs> even thought that there's just incest everywhere in the animal kingdom out there. Kumufasa is Nala's dad. Damn, mm-hmm. and we've we've been taught it from birth, from you know, from our watching this movie. <laughs> wow. What a thought. See, but they do, they, they handle it in a way where I never thought about it until I was 22. I mean, yeah. Uh, so they definitely did a good job there um, <laughs> they, in terms of yeah, like they, kind of shielding it enough to where it's like, you have to be able to think critically to pick up on this. Uh, um, it's, okay. I know we, we are just talking about Lion King, but it's so weird about the incest thing because they kind of don't give a fuck about it in Lion King too. Cause Simba's daughter falls in love with Scar's son, and I'm like, "Y'all yeah. say this off so the whole just... movie that Scar's son." So, so I guess they're just going with <laughs> since the animals do it, we'll just say it's normal. You know, they just yeah. act like it's normal because like there's no humans in this, I guess. So like, it would yeah, just good... be normal. No, <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably like, but it is a movie, and you can do whatever you want with it you know you don't these are talking lions at the end of the day you know we're going for realism <laughs> going yeah. for realism. okay we i think i'm being too pragmatic no no i mean like i mean like uh <laughs> like if they were to be like ah but we'll go ahead and go outside the family for this one let's figure out a ride around they're mm. just gonna go with the most dramatic thing mm. um <laughs> This is That's so funny. funny. I hadn't even considered the fact that Nala and Simba are at least somewhat brother and sister. Because I, wow. I remember being young and I'm like, so is that Scar's daughter? And my mom's like, no. And I'm like, but wait a minute, it's only, okay. Yeah, it's interesting because they try to make it clear that Mufasa is Simba's dad and Shenzi is Nala's mom. But mm. they never really get gets you to the point where you're like, Mufasa and Shenzi are husband and wife. Yeah. But Nala's, <laughs> I mean, but Simba's mom is like the main bitch. It's like this is main bitch, yeah. and then hmm. the the wow. rest of the lionesses. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? thought? I love like the scene, like when when either Colton or I say something, Joseph's just like, "Hold the fucking phone!" It's so fucking. Funny. That was a big life rep revelation there. That wasn't just Lion King revelation. That was like, oh yeah, I've been go- I've been watching this movie for twenty two years. Never occurred to me that Simba and Nala are brother and sister. So I'm the the heathen of this podcast, man. <laughs> for me to think about that, man. No, I get no. I mean, I guess I just was so used to it that I just never, I never. Th- thought into it that much i don't know yeah i was like yeah they just always ended up together difference between critically viewing a movie and just watching a movie you start when you start thinking about things you start going huh interesting 
Kansas City Film Critics Circle Award, baby. We got one. Yes. yes. We finally got one. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we got finally. What it win? What it win? Uh, just best animated film. Rightfully of so. Ninety four. So, um, hmm. I'm glad. Glad we got another. I, I've been checking every movie. There's the Kansas City Film Critics have been lacking on our list, but I'm glad we're back. Maybe this we're year it's Kansas City Film Critic. Mm. Yeah, it's just I had no idea that the Kansas City Film Critics Circle Award existed until this project. So now I just keep tabs with it for every movie that we watch <laughs> to see if like we gave it an award or not. But yeah. uh No, yeah, it's real it's <sighs> this movie uh you know, like I think about it compared to like the other animated children's movie on our list that we've got so far mm. is My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, which is a very different type of movie uh, mm-hmm. made in a culturally different place with uh, a completely different story about completely different things. Um, so it's, it's really interesting, like viewing these relatively back to back. I mean, within a few weeks of each other anyway, uh, just how, just how much they like stack up against one another. I I think from a purely objective standpoint, these these films are rather on par with one another. Mm. Uh, I'd agree. There's like, and it's just shocking to say for a movie that I grew up with and watched my entire life compared to a movie I saw for the first time a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, which I think speaks volumes about my neighbor Totoro, but uh. The Lion King, like this, this obviously has had one of the greater cultural impacts of uh, of any of most movies, uh, as it went to Broadway and ran for a really long time. Became a very big Broadway production. Uh, we got a remake in 2019 in live action, uh, which bolstered the volume technology that now is used in Star Wars and Marvel projects, which is really interesting. Just like the history of the Lion King is really fascinating. It's just like crazy that, and I'm, I could be wrong. So I'm going to fat check myself after I say this, but I believe the Lion King like carried like the biggest box office till frozen came out. Like for an animated film. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it carried, or it was something that it carried for like a long ass time. Like, <laughs> okay. Is that the, is that the new one? Or is that the old? Okay, there. I see one point six six billion, but I think this is that's the new one. Um, the Lion King nineteen. Okay, this makes more sense. Yeah, four hundred and like uh, four hundred twenty two million lifetime gross. Um, this says, but damn, that's <laughs> yeah. So the original. I'm looking at a worldwide gross here. And oh, until oh. until twenty ten. With Toy Story 3, The Lion King was the highest grossing film, uh, highest grossing animated film of all time. It has since been passed by several, but that's just because of the way the box office has worked and the animated films uh, okay. have ramped up. The Lion King 2019 remake is for some reason considered the highest grossing animated film of all time. And I guess because it's it's like entirely CG, there's no, mm. like it's technically animated. Um, technically 
Yeah. Which is really fucking crazy to think about that that's that's an animated movie also. That's just a different level of animation that we have. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just like goes to show like the animation we had in '94 is you still had to draw frame by frame, and Mm -hmm. the animation we have now is photo real (laughs) simulations. (laughs) Like what? Um. Yeah, but Lion King comes in at 12 on the highest grossing animated films of all time behind uh, The Lion King, Frozen 2, Frozen, Incredibles 2, Minions, Toy Story 4, Toy Story 3, Despicable Me 3, Finding Dory, Zootopia, and Despicable Me 2. Oh, so all recent um, movies. Okay. The Lion King still yeah. that girl. <laughs> yes, yes. Can we but, also uh, just talk about, like, how... Cause I'm just over here while y'all was talking. I'm just singing the score. Hans Zimmer on the score was he 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 must have some good chicken because he put so much African just mm. beats and Afro beats and just it oh, it was just so beautiful. It was so so beautiful. It was not. Nah, it really is. It really is fascinating. Like I think to uh like. Hans Zimmer being the 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 soundtrack scorer for this, and like Ludwig Göransson being mm-hmm. the soundtrack scorer for like the Black Panther. It's just like interesting choices for the for those movies, you know, like uh, like a couple of a couple of white boys for like the these clearly African African sounds you're going for. Um, you know, it's paid off in both scenarios, but you. I can't help but wonder what it might have been like if we actually get an African musician to do stuff like that. Mm. Like, oh, uh, it's probably just because they needed the big Hollywood name. The Hollywood but I, name. I, I like guarantee. There's no way Hans Zimmer like did all this on his own. There's no way he didn't oh, get, no. like travel or like just cover from like get source material and stuff like that. Like, no way this was Hans Zimmer in a studio. In his only, you know, vision. yeah, like nah, like yeah, no, no way. Hmm. Yeah, it's just I think. That's yeah, just but I mean, a, like, a unless it is, but you think? Like, I mean, yeah. there are certain dudes who are just that level of musical genius. Like, you give them the sounds, they'll know how to make it sound right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess John Williams has made a theme that you look you can at the Star Wars recognize. bag, and it's yeah, like, that, what okay, the fair. fuck? Look I at guess, this, you know look what? at the original Star Wars theme in contrast mm. with the Cantina song. Mm. That's by the same guy. That's insane. Fair. Fair. I want okay. And Colton, mm. you can totally edit what I'm about to say out. <laughs> Got you. But I just Fun thought about something that I totally wanted to say yesterday about John Williams. And it's okay if I could say it right now. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So the same guy that did Spider-Man, No Way Home, all his movies, the same guy, Michael, whatever the fuck is last Michael name. Michael Giacchino. Okay, you can say his name for me because I'm not going to get that. <laughs> I prefer, because he did both movies of Spider-Man and Jurassic World, I, pref- I prefer the first scores over his new ones. And I'm just going to say that. Sam Raimi's music, amazing. John Williams' music, amazing. Like, it's just, I was just thinking about it, like, how he did these newer movies, and I still prefer the old ones over mm. his. Oh, so you're saying you fuck with, like, you fuck with 
uh, Danny something. For Danny something. Elfman. Yes. And James Warner more than Michael Giacchino. Yes. Okay. No, I can, I can absolutely get behind that in terms of like a, for the Spider-Man, for the Spider-Man soundtrack mm-hmm. that he's created. Danny Elfman's is, I mean, James Horner. Don't get Some, fucking Yeah, because someone Horner. did the old, like, Danny Elfman music for when all three of the Spider-Man, like, swung. And it was, like, mm. I was like, this is what I was talking about. The only reason why I just put it in there because y'all guys was talking about composers. So oh, no, and I'll always, always go off on a tangent here if you want to talk about score. Michael yeah. Giacchino, by the way, deserves a lot of respect he as did. he is. Yeah. He uh he did the uh all the whole trilogy for the Spider Man movies. He did Doctor Strange. He's doing the Batman. Damn. Um, he Ooh. did Rogue One. He's killing uh, the Batman so far. Like, oh yeah, that Batman theme is <laughs> fucking crazy. It um, makes me want to like do bad. Like I don't know. It, like, not, <laughs> I want to go fight crime. Yeah, arson. Like, oh man, it, it just gets me pumped. <laughs> I want. I, like, I want to punch men in the face very hard. I don't know for stealing like, a thing. It'd be really cool if, like, uh, the music notes of that soundtrack was – it sounds like it's, like, uh, alternating between two notes. It's, like, three times and then a, three of the same note and then one of the other, three of the same note, one of the other. And, like, mm-hmm. it'd be, like, really cool if it was, like, D, 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 C. Like, it was just alternating, like, D, C because, like, oh, yeah. that's what they did for the uh, the Dark Knight, uh, like, theme. Like, it was just, like – one sound they used or something they just went from like a d to a c like it's just like a, a thing that they've kept like in the batman movies like uh throughout history like something came from dc and i don't know if this like if this theme is that i have no idea but like if it would is be really would cool. be cool but i'm not holding my breath on that like i'm not going to be like yeah. oh now this sucks because it's <laughs> not holding tradition like uh but i really uh, know guys i mean like it, we're getting into dangerous waters over here because mm-hmm. i'm on a dc kick right now and mm-hmm. those don't happen a lot it doesn't uh but when they do they fucking hit me like really hard mm-hmm. because like when i was younger it was dc over marvel all day i was watching the like when it came to cartoons dc had that shit in the bag mm-hmm. so when i was younger i was Bad. watching dc cartoons all the time uh are we Teen i hope titans I- man Oh, I really hope we I, do Justice a, League. Yes, I really hope we do like a Batman, the Batman pod, because I'm so here for that. Oh, we're we're absolutely doing the Batman pod. There's there's no doubt about it. And it's funny, and like now that the time people are listening to this, <laughs> go back and check out our the Batman episode. <laughs> uh, I'm so, still I waiting to buy tickets. That we're like, in <laughs> yeah, the yeah we tickets aren't even on sale yet, uh, and we're out here. We're out here, uh, June 24th. Or whatever the fuck, uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck today is. Uh, I forgot we had a future. But, uh, my bad. If it's Sunday, yeah, Sunday 12th. after June twelfth. June twelfth. It is uh, June twelfth today. today. Yeah, is June twelfth uh, today? Enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So June 12th. Batman's been out for a month, for a few months. <laughs> uh, in fact, Multiverse of Madness has come and gone. Morbius has come and gone. Go check out all our podcasts on those. Um, Ooh, like you know, but, what's uh, so cool about this. I would have seen y'all two again by the time this pod comes out. Right. Yeah. Think about that. That's great. Crazy time travel shit, That's right? Now, yeah, time travel shit when it comes to the podcast is crazy. Right now, we got 171 episodes published and like 25 scheduled. Like, there's there's so much shit that hasn't been released. I like having, uh, you know, the Time Stone podcast when we in the future. Great. Oh yeah, that's what makes it, it makes it a little fun for for me for sure. You know, <laughs> like I I won't have I won't have watched these movies for months. So when these podcasts roll around, I'll be like, ah, 
haven't thought about this in a while. Um, I kind of it makes it fun, but uh, now you have the Lion King. Um, hmm. Oh, yes, the Lion King, the That's Lion King. <laughs> Um, the Lion King. If I, okay, this is interesting. If you had to choose one word to describe this movie, what would you choose Ooh. and why? I, I think I want to like. I started to think about that every every time that I watch a movie. Now I want like a word that I come out of this movie with, and I think this one is colorful. Um, the use of color is like so good. You have Scar. You know, whenever Scar is just on screen by himself, like, it's all evil color, green flame, you know, or red flame. Like, oh, like, and then, like, just the beauty, like, the landscape. Uh, like, I, I I think, yeah, sorry if I uh, if I stole uh, either of your words, but. Uh, I fixed it. I don't know. I think, I think I'm, I would say colorful for this one. I would say vibrant. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say ambient. Like mm. all all different versions of pretty much the same word. Like uh in terms of uh just filling the space and everything feeling right, uh there isn't a frame of this movie that isn't pretty. Mm. You know, and I think uh that's really, really important, you know, uh, especially in an animated film with so much style. Like this is this is incredibly original and uh I don't like I I think to other animated movies that we've watched uh that I absolutely love the the color grading of and the way the way the colors are done I think to end of the Spider-Verse and uh, uh Mitchells versus the Machines and shit like that mm-hmm. and uh those are some recent examples but even even those don't don't accomplish the uh the 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 style that the Lion King establishes here, like to, to a degree, you know, uh, you know, and obviously they went for completely original stuff. That's completely other, otherworldly and into the spider verse and Mitchell, Mitchell's versus the machines. But this is, this is a, a standard setter here in the Lion King. When we talk about genre defining, hmm. this is genre defining. There we go. Uh, well, that already settles one of those. Yes, it does. Um, I, I was, I was about to, uh, to say to say the same exact thing like this is this is just like a whole different kind of animated film especially at the time that it released mm. um and and yeah i i don't know of another you know movie that's animated you know it like you go best animated movies of all time like yeah i'm thinking like into the spider-verse like first probably just because that's like the most frequent like on my mind but if i mm. were to think about it like i'm either thinking like lion king Toy Story or like Wally, and like that's like those are my like best animated movies of all time. But this one, right, coming out in '94, like, yeah, I don't know, I I don't know how else to describe it than genre defining. So I mean, do you? So you guys know like when he was what song was that? I can't wait to be king. I think yeah. Oh, I just can't can't wait to be king. So. You know, like, how all the animals out of nowhere started falling? This is how smart mm-hmm. the studio is. Okay. They show why they started falling. It was in the, the future movie, which is during the first movie. Timon is carrying the weight of all these fucking animals. And he just collapsed. Mm-hmm. That's, like, what happened. And I fell the fuck out when I saw that. Like, it was no, so that's funny. just. <clears throat> <laughs> it's mm. just, like... I remember having, like, the DVD... <laughs> 
that came as like a package. It was like Lion King one, Lion King one and a half, Lion King mm, two. I had that, yeah. Um, yeah, and like there was like the setting, like when the movie ended, it was like it was Timon. He popped up and he was like, "Go ahead, turn on Lion King one and a half." <laughs> like he'd, he'd he'd just go and talk shit to you at mm. the end of the movie until you turned on Lion King one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I. When I was a child, man, Timon and Pumbaa—that's where this movie—that's where this movie hit. You know what I'm saying? That's where it uh, hits. That was the shit. You know, I wanted to eat those fucking bugs. Fair. Right. They right. did look tasty, colorful, vibrant, colorful, good vibrant, shit. ambient. They did look tasty, gross. They, I mean, <laughs> slimy yet satisfying. Yeah, know? like perfectly, perfectly, and the crunch, mm. the crunch. Mm. They had to have good. Like gusher, you know, it, they're, they're like gushers. You mm, uh, the cream filled kind. Yeah, mm, whenever ooh, mm, the little cream filled yes. kind. Yeah. <laughs> it did make me want to want to eat a bug there. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, like specifically those bugs. We man, we we all have the same childhood. Oh, come like, on! All these experiences, you know, like everyone has them. Like, like uh, I don't know what another example is, but we all think. All of our childhoods are so different, but like, nah, we're all just, we lived the same, I don't know, these, these unforgettable experiences. Cause I mean, I've wanted to eat those bugs since the first time I've seen this movie. Even uh, the way that. Oh, hy- that's one of the things that has stuck with me. Mm. Yeah. Even the way the hyenas were eating the zebra leg. I said, damn, that look kind of, mm. look kind of savory. Like, Scar, Scar takes the shit out and it looked like a, a fucking uh, yeah, a thigh. He's yeah. like, like oh, okay, drumstick. You know what's so funny? Like when the um, um, when the circle of life happened in the movie, you see like Timon and Pumbaa walking across the landscape, and all the animals is like chasing them. Like he's like, damn, that's like a big ass sun, and then out of mm-hmm. nowhere, the animals just start chasing them. It's so fucking funny. I love the Lion King. That's fantastic. So so amazing. No, yeah, and you know the one thing that we don't uh, we we don't have any uh, sort of we don't discriminate between length of movie. Typically, we have movies that are over three hours on this podcast that we've covered, and this one's one of the shorter ones, clocking in at like just under like in terms of actual screen time, excluding credits, under an hour and a half, um, which is a huge plus for a movie that can do what this did. Yeah. Uh, like in terms of like. Yo, you get me out of here in 85 minutes and you've left me with one like an experience that I've remembered for for my entire life. That's pretty awesome. Um like that's a, that's a great movie. It, have you ever heard of anyone that doesn't like this movie? Yes, like they don't exist. Yes, like I don't think I've I have i i haven't heard like a bad thing about this movie. Like I don't know. I, I don't think I've it, heard. I, I I will take that back. I've heard people say they prefer other Disney animated movies. I've heard people call this boring. But then every time I've ever talked to them, I've been like, "When was the last time you watched The Lion King?" Then, mm, fair. And it's like, well, not in a while. And it's like, okay, go ahead and watch The Lion King. Again. What was it like? Lion King 3D it came on like what 2013 or 14 or something. I remember like going to go see it, and it was packed. It was packed. Mm. Like so many little kids, it's like wow, da, da, da. and I'm like, you don't even know. I had to watch it on VCR. You already know. I had to watch it on VCR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? We had to go to channel three. 
bro. Like Channel 3, you know? Channel 3. People don't know about Channel, channel 3, 3, you know? Like that's crazy that some people just don't know about Channel 3. And like some like people some people listening are like what Channel. What the fuck is Channel Three? Channel what, like Three ABC or Channel News? Ten? What, Fox News? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. No, no. If we wanted to play a video game, if we wanted to watch a movie, like why? Why three? You know why didn't they just choose like one or zero? Like why did they choose three? Like I never understood that. It was just an unspoken known rule back then <laughs> like wow you put them colors in channel three <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy i'm looking at i'm looking at it right now lion king one and a half did not come out for 10 years after the first lion king hmm. uh, that was 2004 whereas the original was 1994 and lion king 2 was 1998 so, Interesting. Uh, you know yeah. who I was shocked was in Lion King 2 that played um Kiara Sydney Prescott from Scream. I was so shocked. No I shit. never knew that. I was like, yeah, Sydney Prescott. I was like, you Well, not. and you know, I'm a I'm a sucker for anything that's like has any sort of crossover with any of the shit that we've we've watched uh either on the podcast or I'm watching personally, so like just running through the through the cast list. James Earl Jones obviously is our Darth Vader voice uh, in Star Wars. We obviously love love that man. We've gone over Jeremy Irons yeah. already a couple times in terms of what he's in. Uh, Moira Kelly as uh, as Nala. I, I know her best as Karen uh, in One Tree Hill. She's the mother of one of the main characters. One of the main characters. Uh, we got Nathan Lane as Timon, who. Uh, Interestingly enough, he's a pretty well-established actor, but I'm I'm actively watching Modern Family, and he plays a recurring a recurring character in it, uh, the by the name Pepper, uh, friends with uh, Mitchell and Cam, but uh, so like as soon as I looked this up and I was like, you're fucking kidding me! I know who the guy who voices Timon is now. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just like my favorite movie a, of him is Mouse Hunt. I love him in Mouse Hunt. Mm. And a lot of people don't know that movie. And I'm like, how? Yeah, <laughs> I'm in that boat. You don't, don't know, know Mouse Hunt? That would have been late 90s, too. But uh, it's so funny. That mouse was fucking them up. Because I think it also had, like, Lee Evans, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, the skinny guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, when yeah, it was yeah. all in the kitchen, it had like a thousand mouse traps, and the mouse just dodging them, and then drops an Man, olive. I haven't seen that movie in fucking years. You just pulled a memory <laughs> the way the fuck out. Or like when it was um, in the um, when the mouse was sliding down the rail, and they was going out the door inside the the tubs. Yes. <laughs> God, <laughs> so damn. familiar though. You have Wait, what was this, what was this called? Mouse hunt. You have to have seen that. Like it's so fucking funny. In the end, they was making cheese strings. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I've seen this. Exactly. Whoa. That's you dug a memory out, huh? I took Whoa. a memory. Damn. <laughs> Nostalgic. Wow. That's crazy. Man. Man, that's <laughs> wow. That's just what the Lion King does. It just awakens your inner child. Yes. Reconnects you at a deep, deep level. Mm. Remember, and then obviously uh, Zazu's voiced by Mr. Bean, 
<laughs> Gotta love Mr. Bean, man. <laughs> Gotta love Mr. Bean. But uh, remember, I don't know. I mean, it's an are. undisputed classic. You know, we've all we're all familiar with the Lion King at this point here over 25 years later. Um, are we ready for the ratings and reviews section of the pod? I think we're ready. Wait, I mean, wait, 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 one part, one part. Joseph just said it. Remember who you are. That scene. I don't have to say nothing. Oh, yes. Just that scene. God, oh, I mean, like, him. yes, like straight up. You have forgotten me. Mm. No, well, I you have forgotten yourself, and therein forgotten me. And then he was like, "Damn, yeah, you're right." <laughs> he like, was like, "No, no way, I would forget you, father." And then we get the like, oh, we get the fuck. Luke Skywalker yeah. Darth Vader moment where he's like, "No, I won't fight you." Mm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, like, thank you. You're how, so noble, Simba. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> it's just like how the background is like, oh, like it's just, and he just like, "You are my son." It is like son. You like, are my son. Like. Mm. Oh, and how his jaws is like, like it's just he is really, oh, yeah, he is speaking, and then how another thing I always wanted to eat, even though he used it as paint, I always want to get his fruit, mm. Rafiki's fruit, right. and just mm. like I always mm-hmm. wanted to fun dip, yes. like natural fun dip. It looked like yeah, I, it, oh, it just looks so good. I've yeah. always wanted him to rub that shit all over my face. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted that. I'll um, do that to my kid. I also 100%. love the part when Rafiki uh, realizes Simba's still alive. That's one of mm. the. Uh, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie how, when he's going crazy. He's like, "Yes." How oh does he God. realize that he's alive? Uh, I'm I'm assuming the, he went on some sort hair, of drug and descent, and from the the remember he fell on like a patch of grass and the, and it carried it all the way to his yeah. tree. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but I'm going to go with the implication yeah. that this man's doing ayahuasca <laughs> up that's in that tree. That's kind of what it, yeah, kind of what it was uh, like. He, he went on some sort of trip, which led him to the conclusion, Simba's alive. Um, if they were ever, like, a human version of the Lion King, Snoop Dogg needs to be Rafiki. <laughs> <laughs> so we just doing Hamlet. Yo, Simba, that, he's still yeah, alive, Hamlet. I bet. <laughs> like, Okay, but that, oh yeah. man, yo, yeah. I mean, we've already got one rating already down, pretty much. Like we've already said, this is genre defining, um, already. As as an animated uh, children's, movie, it is of course that's a five out of five. Of that's so a, that's an easy. So that one's pretty easy. And then out of pure enjoyment and how you connect with this movie, that's, that's a pretty high up there, man. Like. <sighs> I'm going, you know, uh, I mean, we didn't even, we we haven't even spoken on the most painful scene in the movie. That's because true. It is the most painful scene in the movie. Oh. Uh, but that, that shit, you know, like whenever, whenever Mufasa dies, I know that's coming. Every time. Still hits, man. Every time I'm a cry. It's a guarantee. There's no doubt in my mind. It's um, like the innocence of Simba, you know, not seeing mm. what happens. And you're just like, no, like, no, I know what happens. I know you're banished. You know, you, oh, and, and, yeah. It's just crawl, like, when he's crawling mm. up out of the pit and he's trying his hardest and Simba's watching him. And then he meets Scar at the top and he <sighs> throws him off. It's like, oh, fuck. That's why I got mad at the, the this is the only criticism about the new one. I hate it because people were saying like, oh, that scene didn't vibe with me because you can't really see the expression. It's a it's supposed to be like a real fucking line. The line's not gonna be like, 
<laughs> like it's a lion. Like what you want it to do. That's like, like a reason why this movie had to be animated. Like they did yeah. not have the yeah. technology to make a real animal's face expression have expression. Yeah. Like and, you yeah. need yeah, like this animation and like yeah, I guess you lose a little bit of that when you go to the the real like super realism. But like I don't know, it, uh, there are people that prefer the original over you know just like Jurassic Park. Like, uh, there are people that prefer the animated version. I mean, I guess they're both wow. animated, but prefer the older version, that, you know, rather than the new one. And, mm-hmm. I mean, there, I guess there always be those people, you know, in everything. Oh, um, I prefer the old the old one over the new one just because of nostalgic mm. reasons. But, yeah. Mm. I mean, I'd, I'd argue here that, like, uh, you know, live action Lion King obviously can't happen without animated Lion King. Uh Mm. And I mean, because if you if you throw live action Lion King out there as a brand new story we've never seen before, it's probably pretty it's probably pretty mind blowing to see it in live action. Like, whoa, this shit was dope. But I think you you just draw so much greater of an emotional resonance from the performances uh, through animation mm. than you do. Uh, but Happy directed his ass CGI. off on that movie. Happy did that. Yeah, John Favreau really went in. Yeah. Uh, and the Jungle Book on the on the live action. And yeah. the Jungle Book. He did amazing. Yeah. Yeah. John Favreau is just an undeniable force in the industry. He's, mm-hmm. he's fantastic. But, uh, no, yeah. Lion King, man. This is, a uh, in terms of enjoyment on a, on a five, out of five there, this is pretty close to, pretty close to being as high as you can get on that scale. I'd say, uh, you know, a eight. <laughs> I'm serious. This is too good. Like, it's just good across the board. Like, what other musical other than to me the greatest showman? But like musical that has like bangers. This you, the greatest like, showman fucking slaps. That's what I was gonna way. say. Like, is that like laps. musicals? Like I used to not fuck with musicals because I thought it would like take me out of the movie. Like you know I'm watching the movie for the story, but then like song out of nowhere. But now like I've since grown away from that. And like it's a, it's a whole different vibe. So like you know I'm I'm especially I'm uh, that. Especially the uh, mu- the movie viewer you've become over the yes. over the last few weeks, I think you I think you'd be more inept to handle a musical than you were even six months ago. Yes, um, and like, but this is like, I want these songs in this movie. Like, I don't want this movie to just be the movie. Um, like, yeah, without the songs. Yeah, like yeah. I, I need the songs in this movie. I like, need uh, the like I I sing along with this movie. You know, that's. What movie can get you to like move and actually sing, you know? And like, how how do you rate that on a scale of enjoyment? You know, like it has to be high up there. Like mm. we're watching every single the other one of these movies we are watching sitting still and staring at a screen, but this one we're like I don't know I'm legitimately moving and and like actually vibing like with the movie. So like right, I'm with you. Um, That's why like, I was like when he was talking about like Frozen having a better soundtrack than the lion king i was like the only song everybody knows is let it go and that's it and we don't even need that song in the movie like i'm not watching frozen for the bangers i'm just watching to see the bitch free shit like i'm that's not fair i'm not that like we only fair. know let think, it go i think people do watch frozen for the story rather than the song exactly hmm. like yeah i don't know i i don't know like giving it a five like it seems high but like also at the same time like I don't know. Like um, the other movie, it feels like a, it feels like a because uh, like my in, my gut 
my gut goes, that's a five out of five enjoyment. Um, and uh, I just, I, I worry it's nostalgia hindered. Um, but it's just like, okay, how, it's, it just, it just did so well for its time and to be a kids movie. Like the soundtrack made, the movie is banger at the bang. It's not, not one week song in this whole entire film. Oh, no, not absolutely. And then this rating is just how it connected with you and how you enjoyed it. You know? Yeah. Like that, that's what this rating is. Okay. That's okay. This is just how we enjoyed it. We don't have to compare it with Indiana Jones. We don't have to compare it with Godfather. You know? Just this one movie. How do we, how do we, you know, how were we? And I was right. I'm, I'm, I'm five. I don't care. Like, I'm five. (laughs) Yeah. It's a five out of five enjoyment. Uh, it's just, it's as enjoyable a film as it gets, I think, uh, especially to people our age. Uh, and I think, I think while nostalgia, you need to kind of clear your, clear your mind a bit in terms of your objective view in the next. Yes. This is in the next ranking. Nostalgia can play, can play a factor in enjoyment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yes, it's definitely a five. It's definitely a five in enjoyment. And this is, this is the one where, you know, we can. It's it is not a five out of five critically made film like, uh, you know, this is fantastic and we love this movie for everything it is. But like, no way, you know, is it a perfect fives across the board? It's just it's man. Y'all can speak for yourself. I mean, I'm joking. Oh, no, I know. I know what they took the story of Hamlet, you know, so like they're taking a story already, which. I guess like it's a general story, you know, it's general an adaptation. story adaptation. So like, and that's kind of what all stories are, anyways. Like a, a a coming of age story, you know, like that's that's basically what like Star Wars. We're following is, an but, outline. You know, so yeah, so I mean, I don't really want to ding it too much on just that. No, yeah, but, like like I think floor is four point five. Okay, fair. I, yeah, I was right around uh, that too. And I think I think ceiling seven five. Mm. Um. Okay. Like we're, I think we're somewhere in that range, just because, uh, like I'm not, and I know, like the the comparison shit, like it's not, it's not fun to do, but like the one that one that we can compare it to most is my neighbor Totoro, mm. uh, and I think about the way that story gripped me and was much less lower stakes. Uh, I care about the characters and that every bit as much, uh, and that wasn't going off any nostalgia at all with that movie. no so yeah yeah i i think i think this has to be a little bit less critically acclaimed than we did my neighbor Totoro. and that makes sense uh, and i'm there anyways you know i'm not going to give this a 4.9 that we gave no. my neighbor Totoro. so i was i was kind of com- like in the four five um is where i was was kind of thinking it was my gut um so i don't know i guess uh what do you guys think I'm down. I'm down with the four or five. I think that's uh, I think that's that's all right. And if uh, if Aurora was willing, I'd be I'd be. If she's like, I need that higher. I'm cool with the four. I'm I'm cool with up to a four seven five. You know, like I think it's it's definitely worthy of being one of the best films we've we've watched on this list. There's no doubt. Um, I guess if if we if it is a four or five, it puts it averages it out to a four point eight three. Um, comparing that That's to, right. to uh to Jurassic Park, which is a four point seven three, um, 
it is below My Neighbor Totoro, below uh, Dead Poets, and below Goodfellas, all at a 4.92, but above Boys in the Hood at a 4.75. I guess the it ties Jaws. Um, This feels exactly right to me. Um, Yeah, so, yeah. I think, uh, and it also ties Godfather Part 2. Um, Jaws, think, The Godfather uh, Part 2, and Lion King. Wow, Those all the what a combination. Movie. What a combination of movies there. But uh, I think, I don't know, I think that, that kind of works out how I was uh, feeling about this movie. About right. No, yeah, I think it does too, for sure. And, you know, you, you think about a 4.83 out of 5, it come, you, you take that out of 10, and that's a 9.6 something. Like that's yeah, and you look at what we've got in that. We've got what we've gotten there, and it's like you ask people generally. You know, I I give you these three movies: Jaws, Godfather Part Two, and Lion King. What what binds these movies together? (laughs) Well, these are three of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, and like that's just got to be it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. Hmm. I, I was I was like kind of hindering on like maybe maybe this is too much you know for for the Lion King but it like it, I don't think it is it worked I out. think it's every bit every bit that good mm-hmm. uh probably I mean for my money the best Disney animated movie of all time uh and you know that's barring how I feel about certain modern ones in a few years mm. um because I I feel pretty fucking high on a few of the a few of the movies that have come out over the last couple of years mm-hmm. like Encanto and uh, Moana and uh, Moana that's a huge one that's fantastic uh, Ryan the Last Dragon's not a musical but it's a fantastic Disney animated mm-hmm. film too but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see just uh just where this lines up over the course of uh, our lives in terms of uh, how animated films mm-hmm. go are we gonna come back to but, this uh, when we get old. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> I can probably. come back and just, th- you know, be in my hey, headspace when I was everybody. 21. Yeah, like 21, 22. Just be in my headspace. Just hey, listen to what I was like. <laughs> listen, grandchildren, this is what your grandpappy used to sound like. I used to sound all good and young and healthy. But yeah, I don't know. Be interesting. <laughs> I was watching Lion King. <laughs> well, y'all can have fun because I don't expect to be here that long. Oh, that turned dark. <laughs> that turned dark. No, that's just a dark joke I say with my friends. That turned dark. No, I feel you. No, I mean, I... <laughs> Live fast. And if I do die young, then I'm here it for happens, a good time. you know? Forever here for a good time, young. not a long time. Forever young. Yeah. But, uh, but I agree with 4.5. Yeah. Okay, I will. I can get behind that. I can get behind it. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm happy to hear it. Uh, it was, ultimately, yeah. rounding the Lion King out to a 4.83 out of five stars, mm-hmm. um, which uh, which throws it as a as a top ten movie, I believe, uh, in in terms of our uh, in terms of our ranking system or rating system as of yet, um, if not top ten, right there. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I believe it's in the top ten, pretty uh, but pretty uh, easily. Here. Yeah, yeah. So another great addition. Uh, now it will be interesting when it comes to the uh, the calculating of this month, as far as uh, <laughs> you know, having seven movies in a week, uh, it kind of adds an unfair weight. So I'm thinking uh, we do our ratings. We do our usual thing mm. for uh, for our uh, 
for this whole week. We do our normal ratings. But the only one that is taken into account is Fridays. Ooh. Okay. Um, now, these can be taken into account for the award show, like the 90s awards. Uh, but when it comes to the actual Ooh. ratings, it's just unfair weight. We're just talk. We're we're just celebrating the year 1994, right? Like, we Fair. don't need this to, to have such a large impact on the larger project at hand. It's just we're kind of celebrating a, a fantastic year for movies, and we're gonna we're gonna acknowledge so the greatness we of these movies. We gotta pick one though. We gotta pick yeah, one so of like, these. Yeah, what's movies. gonna be our Friday movie? Ooh, I'm so new Ooh. to this process. I don't know what's going on. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I you know. Me and Joseph be going back and forth sometimes, <laughs> and I'm like. We we just like this. We've been doing this for so many weeks now that it's like mm. anyone who's just randomly hopping on. Like Tavares was like, I don't know what the fuck y'all want. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, you could just average the whole week into one score and just have that be that week. You know, that Friday score. Um, so, <laughs> That's true. So, That's true. But but then it is kind of unfair because all of these movies are probably Become discounted. Going, yeah. Yeah. So like. I think it is better to choose one. Um, and, like, which one are we going to choose? I don't think it's a Jim Carrey movie. I no think it's offense. one of our it's one of our Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, or Forrest Gump. And that's very tough to choose between those. I would say uh, my gut is, like, either Shawshank or Pulp Fiction. Um, that's hilarious. Why? My gut was Forrest Gump. So that's just hilarious. Wow. Um, uh, but uh, no, we'll work it out. We'll work it out off That'll... mic, and we'll, we'll. I mean, we've got months. True. Um, <laughs> what year did the Green Mile happen? What year was that? The Green Mile, like as in uh, the movie, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Oh, okay. So that's so. Okay, oh, so we... that is a good movie. That's I didn't what know I was it by like. Name. Yeah, mm, because that's a good movie. Oh, Tom Hanks. And, hell yeah. Oh, mm, mm. that is a good movie. Mm. I like that movie over Shawshank think, and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, 1999, The Matrix, though. So, Ah, oh, dang. Yeah, but, you know, since we're doing this, you know, we, we can we can start throwing in some honorable mentions throughout yeah, the week. The we Matrix want, did so. kind of, like, change. It, it was it was a like, big mark. Like, change shit. Yeah. Uh, 1990. We're, we're pretty much all gas, no breaks from here on out in terms of, like, That's what our true. movies are. Yeah. Like, it looks pretty good uh, going forward. But uh, the rest of this week's going to be fun. You know, we got Lion King here to kick us off on a very high note with a 4.83 out of 5 stars. The rest of this week, we'll see uh, The Mask. Starring Jim Carrey, Dumb and Dumber. Starring Jim Carrey, uh, uh, Ace Ventura. Starring Jim Carrey, and then we're also going to include Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, and uh, Forrest Gump. So it's it's a big week here at the Penny Bloom yeah. Podcast. But I can't wait for you all to uh, to join us on a on a on a really fun journey. Uh, but yeah, Jenny. I was Colton Robertson. Joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, it is always a pleasure to have you. And thank you, Aurora Carter. Thank you for uh, dealing with my over-talking all the time. <laughs> oh, no. I think it's... I, I, we're here to talk. It's a podcast. I want to hear what you got to say. Uh, and I, I, I want to hear a lot more throughout this week. Mm -hmm. uh, but... Uh, yeah, with that, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Coro Bloom, 
where you'll find well over 22 hours of exclusive content at this point, updating that multiple times a week with some art or some exclusive uh, Penny Bloom discussion. Uh, that's Again, that's patreon.com slash corobloom. Uh, all that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on, make sure that this can even happen, uh, because uh, it costs money. And I'm not making any unless it's over there at Patreon. Um, and then if you would, head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, where we'll keep you updated on what this whole week will hold in terms of our 52-year uh, journey through movies. And I'm, I'm assuming, uh, just given the nature of our scheduling, that these might not even be the only seven episodes of this week, um, <laughs> which is fucking crazy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, just make sure you're checking out all the shit we're putting out. We're constantly putting out content. It's We're never lacking. Uh, it's always there, and you'll always get those updates on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Remember to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Share us with a friend. And, uh, yeah. Remember, peace, love, and bloom. And Akuna Matata. <laughs>